Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 307. Today, I'm actually going to be sharing with you a live coaching session that we did. We haven't done one of these episodes in a while, so uh, excited to share this one with you. But it was a coaching slash kind of conversation that we actually had on my Facebook Live audio show that we do every Monday in our new Love, Serve, Grow free Facebook group. But it was with Jennifer, who's one of our Love, Serve, Grow students, and the topic or the title of this episode is how to fall in love with your business again. And I thought it was the perfect way to describe kind of Jennifer's experience in our Love Serve Grow program because she just talks about how she went from feeling extremely frustrated over the course of six or seven months, literally not even being able to have a conversation with someone around her business, like having so many red light stories that she got to the point where she wasn't even talking about her business, completely paralyzed, frozen, to within several weeks of actually joining the program, she was able to recruit her very first team member ever. But more than that, she talks about how she feels completely different. She's enjoying the process. She's actually looking forward to talking to people about her business. And so we actually go through step-by-step exactly what she did and the changes that she made in order to transform her mindset and her business. And so those the, the people that were in the Facebook Live audio room were like, you have to make this a podcast. So so you ask and, and I grant, but you're going to love this conversation with Jennifer. I'll kick it over to the audio for, uh, for the, uh, the coaching session that we did, and I'll check back in here with you when we're done. Hey, everybody. Bob here, your virtual upline. Today, we're actually going to be speaking with Jennifer, who is a student of ours inside of the Love, Serve, Grow program. We asked Jennifer to hop on the show here with us this morning so I could interview her and have her talk a little bit about the transformation that she's going through inside of Love, Serve, Grow. And I think I think her story will be one that will be very relatable to a lot of you. I'll give you just a quick little snapshot, and then we can call her up on stage and we'll jump right into the conversation. But Jennifer was somebody that was struggling for the last couple of months in her business before she joined Love, Serve, Grow, feeling very stuck, right? Not really kind of being able to create any kind of momentum or progress. And I'm excited to have her share her story because uh, within just a few weeks, she has had her first sign up in her business in several months. And we're going to have her specifically talk about a couple of different things that we did with her to help her break through this stuckness that she was struggling with. And I know this will be something that will be a a very relatable conversation to a lot of you. So with that being said, Jennifer, let's go ahead and let's get you up on stage here and and let's start diving into this. Hey, Jennifer. Good morning. Uh, How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for being flexible and being able to hop on here this morning. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. I am too. So Jennifer, let's start off here. Just give everybody just a quick little rundown. How long have you been in your business? 
I started, of course, right when the world shut down for the pandemic. So I joined with my company in February 2020. Okay. So did that wind up being a good thing for you or a bad thing? (laughs) I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to. So... You know, who knows? What's your team? What is, uh, give us a, give us a, just a quick snapshot of what your business is looking like today in terms of team members, active team members, overall sales volume that you do each month. You know what? I have a very small team. I have been more of an accidental leader than a purposeful leader. Um, mostly anybody who's joined me has been just I've never really pursued a business until I want to say the beginning of this year, realizing that a residual income would be super helpful for my family in light of the economy. So I probably have, I don't know, 10 people on my team, but nobody's actually working. Okay. They're all just, you know, customers. And these are, okay. So these are all people that you've personally enrolled. So most of what you've done has just been kind of you know, that typical characteristic of an accidental leader is we kind of do everything on our own. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Got it. Okay, good. Well, that's all helpful to know. So, so just from the context of like, actually, it sounds like being committed to trying to build this thing. It's been, you know, the last, let's say six months or so. So let me ask you this before joining Love, Serve, Grow, what, what do you think was the biggest challenge or what was the struggle that you, you were facing in terms of being able to start to grow that team? One thing that I definitely have struggled with is following up with people who have bought from me because I have felt so personally invested in if they're not happy with their products, I would take it personally. So instead of doing any, you know, instead of following up with them, I would just sort of ignore it because I was always afraid that they would say, well, it's not working and I want to return it. So I would literally just avoid doing anything. And it was definitely from a fear mindset that I have been working from or afraid of what people would think or, you know, just, just that fear of, and I know you hate this word, but the overwhelm of what your team tells you you have to do every single day. So what do we call what what you're describing to me? What do we call that? What style of selling is that? That's very transactional. Right. So the first, the most important thing that determines a transactional approach to your business is being results focused. And so this this is a perfect example of that. So the circumstance here that we're talking about is you have a customer and you would like to potentially approach or have a conversation with that customer around your business. But you're not doing that because you are creating a red light story. So essentially, you're just imagining that if I do that, it's not going to go well. And that is a byproduct of being transactional because what you're really focused on is what is the result of this conversation going to be? And you're imagining it's not going to go very well. Yes. So your pattern, your pattern is you don't, you just don't even do it. Right. Now, are you in a company? Is your system kind of geared around leading with the products? Uh, Yes, it is. Okay. So you clearly see how this is going to be a pretty big obstacle to the growth of your team. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Just a little bit of a roadblock if you're not able to be able to move past this, right? So 
which you know, because that's the reason why you're in Love, Serve, Grow, right? (laughs) Okay. So let's talk. And I know that, and that, listen, that's definitely relatable to a lot of the people that are on here. So you're not alone, but let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you, we, we've had you do inside of the program that you have found helpful in terms of maybe getting you able to be able to move past this block, these red light stories that have kept you stuck. What are, what are some of the most impactful things that we've had you do inside of the program? I think one of them is actually to start recognizing my own patterns. So obviously I have a pattern of avoidance. I build up this story in my head and I will go clean a bathroom or do laundry and think about my business all day long, but not actually do anything. That would be one of the biggest ones that I have found because now when I think, oh, it's in my calendar, but let me go start some laundry first. I'm like, wait a second. I need to sit down. The second one is the red light. Well, let, 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 let me just kind of ask a follow-up question on that. Cause I think that's an important one. Had you been aware of how much time you were spent spending thinking about versus do just actually doing, is that, is that anything you even thought about before going through the program? You know what? I was really aware of it because it was just on my mind all the time. But sitting down and doing an actual accounting of how much time I spent on my day actually working my business, it was very eye-opening because it was literally nothing. Except when you started giving us homework assignments to do, I was like, oh, okay, I can find an hour here and there to actually sit down and work. Yeah. But what's interesting, I bet, Jennifer, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's not like it like it didn't feel as though you weren't doing anything in your business though, correct? Correct. Except you know what? If I if I really sit down and think about it, I knew it. I knew it. You know, I would sit down, I'd open my computer and I'd be like, Well, I need to go do X, Y, and Z before I do this. So when you sit down and think about how much time you actually spend, so I you know, my gut feeling is I knew I wasn't doing anything. But Starting Love, Serve, Grow really sort of brought it to the forefront of how little I was doing. Yeah. It just, it makes you be more accountable to actually be looking at the way you're spending your time, which is so, so the awareness was created and, but what the other thing that we're really talking about here and, and you started sharing it, that that we're talking about learning how to manage your mind, right? You mentioned pattern of avoidance. That's one of the concepts we teach in managing our mind and learning how to manage our mind is really just becoming aware of the red light stories that we tell ourselves that keep us stuck. So you learned the framework for managing your mind. We we gave you this worksheet to start to take these, you know, when you when you realize I'm telling myself a red light story, get it out of your head so you can really start to process it and understand its impact. Talk to me a little bit about how that was helpful for you. That has been just the one of the best tools I have ever found, not even just for my business, just for life. So when I would sit down to actually start doing something on my business, I would start to feel that I have nobody to talk to. I don't know what to say. What if I contact this person who bought from me three months ago? And are they going to think I'm just selling them something? So I started every day filling out my managing my mind worksheet. 
and figuring out, okay, wait a second. That's a story I'm telling myself in my head. And I fill one out every single day now. And it just really has helped me to realize that these are just stories in my head. They have nothing to do with actual reality. And it's amazing. I mean, I have now taught my kids how to do them. And it's just, it's empowering to feel I'm starting to control what I'm thinking. Then, not that they're going away, but anytime I feel that, that, you know, kind of clench in your gut, I'm like, this is a story and I need to get it out onto paper. Yeah. And then, so the, the other side of that is, you know, what we teach is that red, red light stories actually serve a really important purpose in your business, correct? Oh, definitely. What do red light stories help you identify? They help me to identify, first of all, what's the circumstance? Like, what are the actual facts and not what my brain is perceiving the facts to be? Yeah. But what's on the other side of a red light story? It's the green light story. So that way I am Well, no, it's what's the the action. Oh, the action. Yes. Or the avoidance or scrolling Instagram and to say, you know what? Because of this story... I'm not taking any action that is moving my business forward and how that is actually what is hindering me. And those actions are the ones that help us what? To actually get into work. To grow. I mean, to grow. Yeah. On the other side of a red light story is a growth-oriented action. Yes. The things that scare us the most in our business, the things that we have the most resistance to, the the actions of our business that are the biggest source of our red light stories are the very things that we need to learn how to start doing because those are the things that will become the biggest catalysts of our personal growth. Yes, I agree. That's the reason why you have to learn how to manage your mind around the red light story so you can actually have the courage to start doing these things so that you can begin to really change and grow. Yes, 100%. And I'm finding if I don't manage my mind, then I head right back into those patterns of avoidance. Yeah, so one of two things will happen. If you don't manage your mind, which means you're just not aware of the red light story, you'll either fall back into those old habits. And for you, the old habit was you just don't do it. And it's very clear what that's going to result in, if you keep not doing it, you're never going to have a team, right? Or what some people do, Jennifer, they still do it, right? So they'll still reach out to their customer. They'll still have a conversation. But the entire time they're doing it, they have all these negative thoughts and all these limiting beliefs going on in their mind. And they show up in a completely powerless way. That's the trans. So you can be transactional. You can still take the action and still have it be transactional if you're taking the action from a red light story. And so that's the importance. So like, it's important that we understand how these two pieces fit together because the natural tendency is when we first start to teach this to people and they start becoming aware of their red light stories, they get really frustrated because they're like, I can't, you know, they're, they're not, they're never, why aren't they going away? They start beating themselves up. Why do I do this to myself all the time? Well, they, they serve a purpose. They never go away. They actually help you determine what actions you should be personally doing in your business so that you can continue the process of evolving and growing, which will bring to you the... That's what Love Serve Grow teaches us, right? That our growth 
will actually begin to attract to us the business results that we want. Yes. So talk to me about what that enabled you to do. So this this process allowed you to actually move forward and take the action? It has. And one other thing that struck me, and I know a lot of people who have big businesses were very afraid of, was to slow down. And that almost gave me permission to... I mean, I hate to say this, ignore my upline who is always like, you know, you have to do more, you have to do more, you have to do more. And to say, okay, I haven't done anything. So if one of my actions is to reach out to one current customer a day and just see how they are and see how they're doing, I can do one a day. I can do that. And just your permission to slow down and do what we could do to grow and to love on people instead of just saying, what can I get out of them was so helpful in my mind. And then I just sat down and filled out my worksheet every day on whatever story was going through my head, looked at the actual circumstance and started doing my growth oriented actions and saying, you know what? I can do this. I don't need to spend four hours a day. I mean, I'm literally starting from scratch almost. So it feels like, well, I need a half an hour a day. I can sit down and do this. And I actually found myself enjoying reaching out to my current customers to say, how are you doing? Can I help you? Can I troubleshoot anything with you? What kind of day are you having? Like, it doesn't have to be by this, by that. It's just a conversation. And I've been able to help people work through things, maybe an issue that they've had with our product. It's made it less daunting to sit down at your computer and look at it. And I, I so, love the fact that you also love to tell us, like, I don't buy it when you sit down and you say, I don't know what to do. That's just a story in your head. Because I would do that all the time. I would sit down and say, well, I just don't even know where to start. I do know where to start. And I just started slowly and small and I actually helped somebody. So it just made me feel happy again to sit down and do this. So I love hearing all this. I'm I'm really excited for you, Jennifer, because this is going to make such a big difference in, in your business moving forward. And that's not, and that means your results for sure. But it also means that you're going to be able to impact and transform other people's lives in a way that you weren't able to before. But what I'm, what I'm hearing is what this is an example of, see, when we learn how to manage our mind around our red light stories, and most of us have red light stories around conversations with prospects, but when we learn how to manage our mind around it, which really just means like what you're saying, you become really clear that this thing that you're thinking is not actually true. It's just the way that you're interpreting something that you want to do. What really is happening is you're getting present. To what's going on in life in that moment. Like so few people ever, like we spend so little time really being present because of our red light stories. We're always worried about what's going to happen, thinking about the past. Like when you get present, and that's really all love is, love is presence. If you can learn how to sell from presence, it is transformative. The only place you will ever transform someone else's life is in the present moment. And if you're transactional, that will never happen. See, when you're transactional, you sell from pressure, not presence. Mm. Transformational selling is selling from presence. Now, remember, selling is just having a conversation. 
So when we think about selling, it's having a conversation in the present moment, truly listening to what the other person is saying, not reacting, but responding in an authentic, appropriate way. And that's the thing that creates connection. And that's what helps you create better results. Yeah. And it's, and I remember when we first started Love Serve Grow, you said, I'm going to, you're going to help us find joy in our business again. And it's true. When you take the pressure off of, I have to sell somebody, I have to sell this much instead of saying, you know what? How can I help you? How can I serve you? What is your problem? And can I help you? And I would love to be able to help you. It just has a different feeling about it again. Yeah. You want to help, but you don't need to help. Yes. And that is big for me is taking my self-worth and not applying it to whether somebody decides to buy my product or join my business. I can just help people. And, yeah. and the, you know, if they choose, then that's wonderful. But if they don't choose, that's wonderful. It's okay. I, I don't yeah. feel the pressure of every conversation has to be determining how worthy I am of being a business owner. Yeah, this is so good. And, you know, I want to just make a comment about, you mentioned your upline kind of being an opposition to some of the things that you're doing. And, and I feel like I just, and, and I, I'm not saying that you were saying this, but I just want to address this because for all of you that are a part of this community, if you truly are going to embrace Love, Serve, Grow and transformational selling and this idea of, of breaking free of the hustle harder trap and being anti-hustle culture, you will face a lot of opposition from other people in your company around you that are still subscribing to this old way of thinking. And there's this misconception because I are, I see this, I already see this. So I saw Poe and, and, and it was done well. And I, I appreciate the way she, she did it. Like she saw both sides of the argument, but a very high earner in a company that I actually know a good friend of mine, you know, she made a comment about this anti-hustle culture that's becoming so popular. People are talking about it. And her point was that we're, like people, some people don't understand it. They take it too far and they think that they just don't have to work hard anymore to be successful. And anybody that tells you that you don't have to work hard to be successful building a business has never built a successful business. You will have to work hard. But working hard is very rarely the problem. Working hard doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice and work long hours and trade off your entire life. You can work hard in a finite amount of time. And if you're practicing good form and you're doing what we're teaching, you will create exponentially better results. You could work 10, like you could have, Jennifer, you could have, not understanding what you're understanding, what you know now, you could have worked 10 times the amount of hours, you would have not created the same result. Because all you would have done is fall back into that same old pattern. And all, and that that just results in burnout for people. They can't do it anymore. They get exhausted. The anti-hustle idea that we're teaching here also doesn't mean that you can that you slow down to go slow. The goal is not to go slow. The goal is to slow down enough to check in with all these other things to understand what it means to be transformational and practice good form so that you can start creating better results in way less time and effort. And then, and only then do you begin to pick up the pace, but you pick up the pace in a way that is aligned with your own personal definition of success and what you actually want out of life. Not what somebody else tells you you should want because that's their definition 
or society's definition of success. You're clear on what it means for you. That's what makes it sustainable. I love something else that you had us do, and which was going through and finding out sort of our personal goals and our business goals. And to sit down and realize, you know, everybody always says you have to get to the top of your company, blah, blah, blah. But to realize what is it that we actually want to get out of our business? Like You don't have to be at the top of the company if you that doesn't align with your personal goals. That's mm-hmm. really helpful because nobody ever says that. Nobody ever says, you know what? It's okay to only get to X, Y, and Z because that aligns with your personal goals. Such I a good point. Was- I'm really glad you just said that. One of the, the first thing that we do in the program is we help you get clear on your personal vision for your life. And your personal vision, we call it your personal definition of success. And that starts with what do you actually want your life to look like? What are, what are the most important things to you? Like, how, how do you know when you're, most people think, well, I'll be successful when I achieve this. That's achievement. That's not success. Success is not an achievement. It's not a goal. Success is actually a feeling. It's a way of being. How do you, see, we have people get clear. I know I'm being successful when, and they literally define it. And what's interesting is if you start there, you get clear on the kind of life that you actually want to live and how you want to feel in it. You then start to think about your business and you start to think about what kind of a business would I need to build to allow me to live the life that I really want to live. So many people have resistance around building their business because they do it completely in reverse. The hustle harder mindset will teach you how to set huge business goals, right? Like you said, what if the goal, like, what if the goal didn't have to be getting to the top of your company? Because if you start with the kind of life that you want to live and you start to think about how much money you would need to earn in order to live that life, maybe your goal doesn't have to be the top rank in the company. But most people start with the business. They look at the top rank or somewhere just below there that they think, okay, maybe I could do that. They start setting goals around that. And then they figure out how they're going to fit their life into the nooks and crannies of everything else. And that's the reason why they have no emotional connection to their goals. Their goals are like, if your actions are aligned with business goals and not your vision, you're always going to struggle maintaining motivation. But what we're talking about here doesn't mean that you just kick up your feet and you just wait for people and you just have fun and relax and you never work hard. It means that you're smarter about the way that you go about building your business. And you're more aligned in terms of the way that you set your goals. All of this stuff is the formula for long-term sustainable success. It just makes sense when you start to implement it. It, And it just, for me, it has put me at ease. Like, I can do this. You know, I can make this fit into my life and what I want my life to look like. So before we go, I'm just curious. Tell me the specific circums. Tell me, tell me the, tell me the specific situation that happened with the enrollment that you were able to get because of this. Well, it was funny. It was a woman that I know who her kids go to my son's school, and she had approached me. I want to say about a month ago, and was asking me questions about sort of what what are these products? How could they help me? And we were at a chorus concert. So I knew in my head she was interested. But again, I didn't want to just be like, okay, here, buy this. Um, And finally, 
I think I was so worried that it wouldn't meet her expectations. It wouldn't, you know, be what she wanted it to be. She would try it. She would hate it. She would return it. Again, all these stories I put in my head. Finally, I did my red light story on her and I just reached out and contacted her. And we had some great conversations back and forth about what she's struggling with, what she's looking for. And she was like, great, let me buy them. And I thought, wow, that was so easy. (laughs) And we have followed up and we have chatted about what's working, what's not working and troubleshooting for her. And it made it fun. Like it, there was, and I remember thinking, okay, I sent her the sign up link and it's okay if she doesn't sign up. Like I wasn't constantly checking my back office to say, did she sign? Did she sign? Did she sign? All of a sudden my upline emailed me. She was like, Hey, somebody signed up. And I was like, Oh, great. But I, it just took all of the angst and pressure out of it. And I'm so happy that I can help her. I love it. Here's what I love. You are, you are an implementer. I can tell already, right? Like you're, you're, you went through the, you know, we taught the transformational sales process last week. You, 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 we had you come up with your problem question. You started putting them to use. So here's, here's the point I want to make here, Jennifer, that your speed of implementation is a very good predictor of your future results and success. The more willing you are to implement fast. There's a direct correlation. The amount of time in between when you learn something and when you actually put it into action, the longer that time, the less likely you will ever be to create results. I love that you implement fast because if you're consistently implementing and you're doing, even when you're unsure, even when it feels scary, you will have more opportunities than the other person next to you to grow. And that's why you'll get to where you want to go faster. You know what? That is definitely my personality. But if you let me to left me alone to just say, oh, well, and I've tried courses before and programs before and to say, well, you have a year to finish this half the time. I won't even finish it. But I love the fact I love the pace of this course. I love that we learn on Tuesday. On Thursday, Megan explains and answers questions and troubleshoots. I am so looking forward to starting our WAMs because for me, knowing that I kind of have a deadline definitely puts me into action more. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, the what, what the WAMs are going to do, these are the accountability groups. We've we've matched everyone in the program up into their own accountability group with other people that have similar type businesses so that as they go through this process together, they can support one another and kind of stay connected in a meaningful way. But it also provides accountability because every week you have to show up and tell the group what you did or didn't do as related to your commitments. That is going to turbocharge this process for you, Jennifer. So Um, look, I'm just so excited for you. I'm so excited, you know, like somebody might say, well, you know, it was just one enrollment, but it's so much more than just one enrollment. It's everything that you did to get you to this point. And if you can just make this a deliberate practice from this point forward, where you are going to be six to 12 months from now is going to absolutely astound you. So I can't wait to see and hear how your story continues to evolve. Thank you. I'm excited to see it. And that's the first time I can say in two years, I feel excited. Yeah. That alone. I mean, just 
just like, I just want to, for all of you that are listening to this, that just find yourself at a place in your business where it is a grind every day. What would it be worth to you to just be excited again about what you do, to be able to fall in love with your business again, to find that joy and fulfillment, not in hitting a goal, but in showing up every single day and doing the things that lead you to the goal. That's where you really, really start to find what you're looking for, how you feel every day. And it's not to say it's always going to be fun and it's always going to be exciting, but if you can bring some of those feelings into your work that you do more often than not, that's a sustainable way to go out and build a business. But this has been, for me, life-changing. And I even find doing red light stories in other areas of my life. I mean, it's it's just such a way to stop the negative conversation that you're having in your head. Like, I can see this just as life-changing. I mean, I know that sounds crazy that a course for network marketers, but in my mind, how I'm managing my thoughts is just so different. Yeah, totally. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for hopping on here this morning and sharing your story. And uh, please do me a favor and make sure that you uh, keep in touch with me and everyone and just keep us up to date on how things are progressing for you. I will. Thank you, Bob. Great job, Jennifer. Awesome. All right, everybody. So what a, what a cool conversation. That was really, really powerful. So thank you so much for being here today. We're, on a, we're doing it at a special time because yesterday Facebook had a little bit of a, something going on with live audio, but we normally broadcast this show every Monday morning here in the group at 9 a.m. So I hope you'll make this a regular part of your week. And I want to just give all of you a quick heads up. We're doing something really exciting in this group next Thursday night. We're actually going to be teaching a really important part of transformational selling, something we call your I help statement. We're going to be doing a workshop, a free workshops training. We're going to be streaming it live into this group where I'm going to be teaching you how to come up with a statement. Essentially, think of one sentence that you can say anytime you're talking to a prospect to immediately determine if that person could be a fit for your business and create incredible curiosity and value for what you do. Make it effortless for you to transition into your business, which I know is always such a a struggle for so many people. We're going to teach you how to do that through something called your I help statement. So if you're in this group and you've heard us talk about this before, this training will still be really valuable. We're going to do some coaching on some people that have come up with some statements to help you refine yours and make it even better. So uh, just check the events tab here. It's happening at 8 p.m. Eastern next Thursday night, June 23rd. Hope to see you there. So have a great day, everybody. Take care. All right. Well, did I tell you it was good or what? I just want to give a big thanks to Jennifer for being willing to share so openly and honestly and also allowing us to share her story here on the podcast and super proud of her and all of our other founding members of Love, Serve, Grow, the work that they're doing inside of that program. So just a quick heads up, if you haven't heard already, we have reopened enrollment to Love, Serve, Grow. So if you're interested in learning about the program, some of the things that Jennifer and I spoke about that we teach in there, all you have to do is go to loveservegrow.com, 
We'll put that link in the show notes as well. So, but thanks so much for being here, everybody. Hopefully you can take some of the things that you learned today. I want every single one of you to fall in love with your business again and and help you on the journey of getting there. So thanks for being here. We'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care. 